What are the three key questions facing the Raiders in fantasy football for 2023? It's time to break down that team ahead of training camp. Let's begin another edition of Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Here, we are almost near the end of my series, asking the key questions of all 32 teams. We're on team number 31, as we're the penultimate team in the AFC West. That is the Las Vegas Raiders. Los Angeles Chargers will be the last team we break down, so... Good way to end the week here ahead of a camp's opening in full force with the veterans reporting next week. So a lot of good stuff coming up, but still here, we're going to break down the rankings, news updates, everything you need to know to dominate your draft. But first we want to take a deep dive into every team and we've done that. So if you missed our look at any of the previous 30 teams, including the Kansas city chiefs, check that out on our archives. Thanks again for making lockdown fantasy football. Your first little day. We're, are part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, your fantasy football team every day. Subscribe and follow for free wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. All right, let's dive right into the Las Vegas Raiders and the new-look Raiders with Jimmy Garoppolo, said to be the quarterback, with Brian Hoyer as his backup as Derek Carr is gone. We will not ask a question about Garoppolo, a lot of uh, iffiness on his production anyway, so He's the guy we're going to leave out of this mix, but we're going to look at Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams, and then look at their rookie tight end, Michael Mayer. Is he a deep sleeper? So we'll get to all those topics on today's show. First question we ask, what do we expect from Josh Jacobs after his monster 2022 season where he led the NFL in not only yards and scrimmage yards, but also the touches? So high volume, 393 yards for Jacobs last year. He led the league in both rushing yards, so he won the rushing title. 1653 was the total. Add 400 receiving yards to that, and 2053 was the total. He had 12 TDs overall. What a season when you look at 340 carries. That's an insane amount of workload, and he had 53 catches. Remember we were iffy about him going in? He was a very good value here, and he was uh, looked at as an RB2. Well, he finished clearly as an RB1, a dominant one. He was the RB3 overall when you look at uh, Christian McCaffrey and Austin Eckler. RB4 when you look at average points per game. So whatever you look at there, he had 4.9 yards per carry as well. So the question is, why is he ranked only at RB9? And that, Is there something we need to be concerned about? This is a team that has the fewest amount of vacated carries and touches from the backfield. How many is that? Zero. They've returned all their backs. So behind them, it's still Zamir White, Amir Abdullah, and Brandon Bolden. These are the guys behind Josh Jacobs. So they didn't really add anything to this, right? Zamir White was a rookie that we thought was going to have a bigger role. They buzzed about him in the last preseason. Didn't materialize at all. Where Josh Jacobs has dominated the touches. They poured it on here with Josh McDaniels and the offense. So a little bit of a rope-a-dope there, smoke screen where we thought they might go more 
committee approach. He's Abdullah there on passing situations. White is kind of a swing guy. Have a committee with him and Jacobs. None of that materialized here under McDaniels. They really rode Jacobs hard. And look, uh, the franchise tag was the way to go with Jacobs. That was the smart play to give him that $10 million guaranteed with the tender offer. Now, there's a question mark if he's going to sign that tender report. I think he will just because there's no other options and he needs to play it through this year. I don't think he can afford to sit out here after his big year last year. Still in his prime, 24-25, making the transition age-wise there. So I look at Josh Jacobs again. It's really hard to repeat that. That's a lot of work to put it in one year. I just can't see him duplicating that high number. So RB9, let's uh, dive into that a little bit more in half-point PPR, including the expert consensus thoughts here. Well, here are the people ranked ahead of him. Christian McCaffrey and Austin Eckler. Okay, we're fine with that. They finished ahead of him last year as well. You have Derrick Henry somewhere in the mix, but he's actually RB7 on the board. Bijan Robinson is the newcomer, should dominate the workload for the Falcons' run-heavy offense and clean up a lot of that team's production. Jonathan Taylor, we know where he was. He was at the top of the heap a couple of years ago, and he's not going to fall far from that. Saquon Barkley in a tougher predicament with his holdout, maybe from the Giants. I'm not buying it as much, but he's still a heavy workload type guy. Nick Chubb, yeah, he's going to dominate without Kareem Hunt there with the Browns. And then finally, the one guy that uh, you're questioning a little bit ahead of him, that other franchise tag back, as well as Barkley, was Tony Pollard of the Cowboys. He's uh, signed his tender, so he's good to go. There's no Ezekiel Elliott there and limited uh, backup work. So Pollard is expected to have a bigger season here. You already finished around that number. So when you look at that, that's pretty reasonable, right? The drop-off from RB3 to RB9, it could be a little bit more than that, but you're still getting a pretty good value for Jacobs. And I think that is more what is in line with what his value truly is. Again, he's not going to get nearly that workload. He's not going to push 400 touches again. It's just impossible to do that. You just wear down too much. And look, they might ride him in the ground, but you could also see the Raiders opening up the passing game a little bit more. They did reinvest in that here with Jacoby Myers and Michael Mayer and switching up their passing game a bit. There's still going to be a run first team, right? Uh, just Josh McDaniels, he was kind of like that offensively with the Patriots. That was their strength. They got Colt Miller up front here. So the Raiders do have a better run blocking line than pass protecting line. So it all lines up there for Jacobs to be busy again. But I think that's reasonable for that drop-off. So I think that's about right, right? I mean, it gets into some guys that have some question marks beyond that. So I still think Jacobs is a solid RB1. I just think be careful about overdrafting him here. I think you'll see a lot of people try to duplicate his numbers and say we're going to go after him as a top two, top three pick at running back. Overall, I'm not going to do that. I think you look at 9 to 12 range makes a lot more sense for Jacobs as a bit of a fade here. And he's had some durability issues. Keep that in mind and staying completely healthy. And when you have that workload coming off those injuries and seeing that for the first time in year four, you could have some effects here in year five. So somebody keep in mind there's a good history and evidence of that for sure. So be a little bit more conservative with Jacobs, but let's not get crazy. Let's not put him like 15 to 20, anywhere in that range. We know what happened last year when we did that. He well overperformed that. So again, examine where the back is in relation to other backs and know your format. I think he has a little bit more appeal in standard leagues, but as we go half to full point PPR, then you drop him a little bit, but he's still in the top 12 solidly. The volume, the talent, 
all that is still there here for Josh Jacobs and the offensive line and the offensive scheming there. McDaniels all worked in his favor a lot more than uh, the John Gruden era as well. And that will continue here in 2023. So there you have it. There's a look at the first key question looking at the Las Vegas Raiders uh, regarding Josh Jacobs and his uh, potential encore. We'll look at Devontae Adams and the receiving core. Can he have another big season as well? finishing as an elite wide receiver one. So we'll get into that, and uh, we will talk a little bit more about Devontae Adams now because our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with our show here, Locked on Fantasy Football, to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. And whether you're prepping for a draft like we're doing right now or trying to uh, make a move, uh, scouting the waiver wire during the regular season. Every week, we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So draft prep underway for the upcoming season. Let's see who picked here on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Looking to make a smooth turn in fantasy football snake drafts for the last pick in the first round and the first pick in the second round, you'll be guaranteed to have two of the shortest performers by going all AFC West with Raiders wide receiver Devontae Adams and Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Adams has proved he remains a reliable top selection in Las Vegas, while Mahomes will again operate with both the highest floor and ceiling among the standout luxury options at his position. We know that here in Lockdown Fantasy Football, we're going to help you win your fantasy football championship, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. The same thing with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it, and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you'll need for your vehicle the first time, the right time. So go forth, switch gears, crank up the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go with eBay's Guaranteed Fit. Everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices only at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. All right. It is uh, time to continue the show here on Locked on Fantasy Football. We just uh, broke down how Devontae Adams is still there as a pick that you're going to target in the first round. It's interesting why Devontae Adams is available on the turn. We're going to ask that question. What is Devontae Adams' value here in this new offense uh, altered with Jimmy Garoppolo set to be the starting quarterback? So more of the Patriots way established, Brian Hoyer being the backup here. So let's look at Devontae Adams. Look, we knew that he was going to be pretty special working with Derek Carr, and he delivered, right? The numbers that we've seen go up in there in Rodgers – Wide receiver two in terms of overall scoring, fantastic year for him behind Tyreek Hill. Wide receiver three when you look at the average scoring. So massive, massive year again for Devontae Adams. He was a dominant target monster. Hunter Renfro went on the shelf. Darren Waller was also out. So really he was the clear go-to guy. You had a little bit of Mac Hollins and some other people peppered in Foster Morrow at tight end as well, but when you look at it, it was an Adams-dominant, familiar season. It just was in a different uniform wearing number 17. So, look, if he's available there at 12, 13, I'm taking it because his ranking is now at wide receiver eight. So I think maybe we're 
looking at him a little bit lower than expected, just maybe because of the quarterback change and not having the chemistry that he had with either Rodgers or Carr. But Garoppolo knows where his bread is buttered. He's going to throw to the main dive. If Hoyer's in there, they're going to throw to Adams as well. I think part of it is that they did add Jacoby Myers, right, to the mix. Hunter Renfro, this probably hurts him more, however, because Jacoby Myers last year was uh, pretty good. We know for the Patriots, he was their main guy. Slot finishes a wide receiver 2-3 borderline. When you look at uh, the numbers uh, right now, that he's uh, pretty low on the list here, just looking at him way below where we expected. So right now he finishes wide receiver 28 last year, wide receiver three in the top 36 as a Patriot and half point PPR. Now the consensus and expert rankings have him at 48, which is crazy because Mac Hollins last year as a Raider, as wide receiver 44, put up 57 catches, 690 yards, and four TDs. So Jacoby Myers comes in there overall. And you look at that, there was a lot that you saw beyond uh, that receiving production with the Raiders. Again, Renfro just maybe being phased out. He was a favorite of the old offense. Uh, John Gruden loved his greediness. He had a great report Derek Carr, but essentially Jacoby Myers is a big, more talented slot than Hunter Renfro, right? I love Renfro. He's grinded through to put up some big fantasy numbers for us there as an unexpected source, but it's been a lot different, right? When you add Adams, you add Myers, all of a sudden Hunter Renfro is not your go-to guy anywhere, anymore near that at wide receiver, especially when the quarterback is different in Garoppolo. So Renfro is way off the radar in fantasy. Jacoby Myers, I think you have to drop him down several notches as well. So I think wide receiver four is your best bet. So really it's the Devontae Adams show again. There's just too much available to him. I know they have 191 vacated targets, but a lot of that uh, comes from the tight ends uh, when you include uh, Foster Morrow and Darren Waller and the rest of it from Matt Collins. So you figure that Myers can eat up some of that Hollins production, whatever Renfro put up. He's not going to put a big dent there in what Adams did. Adams can still finish pretty high, but maybe Myers is competent enough where you drop Adams a few notches. But again, that's a good thing for fantasy. If Devontae Adams is a wide receiver eight potentially here, that's a big business because you know you can get a production that matches close to wide receiver one or two a little bit later, especially if you can target him on the turn. So that's where the ADP is going right now, a little bit in the top 10 to top 12 here for Devontae Adams. So again, there's not much else there. Myers, again, we'll wait and see what his role is going to be. I don't know if you can trust him to be a significant player at all in this offense. Again, Adams just dominated so much. And we know Jimmy Garoppolo, he's really fed the beast, whether it's George Kittle or Debo Samuel, quite a bit there when it comes to his uh, targeting in San Francisco. So I think the same thing plays here at Las Vegas. So Devontae Adams is the receiver you're banging the table for. Enjoy if it is a thing that you can get here at the end of the first round, early second round. That is an awesome spot for Devontae Adams. And again, I would uh, wait and see approach on Myers and Renfro totally off the radar here in fantasy. And the part of it is because you have to consider a tight end. We'll get into that in our final segment here, looking at uh, Michael Mayer. If he's a sleeper that we should be targeting there for some nice production from that position. Thanks again for making Locked on Fantasy Football your first list today. We're free. Wherever you get your podcast, subscribe and follow us for free, including on YouTube and uh, all the usual suspects there for downloading. So we're appreciative of you checking us out every day. There's a special shout out to you. You guys uh, come back 
to listen and uh, watch our show every day to get the fantasy football insight. We'll have one more team here to look at in the AFC West. That's the Los Angeles Chargers. Then we will focus a lot on catching up on the rankings and uh, news and notes that you need to know next week. So we'll uh, have everything in line here and uh, keep updating you to help you dominate your fantasy football drafts. And we'll be with you all season long as well with your in-season roster management pickups and overall matchup decisions. So we're here. Thanks for joining us. If you're new to the show, uh, welcome, and we'll keep bringing you award-winning fantasy football inside here on Locked On Fantasy Football. All right, it is uh, time to close the show and look at the third key question involving the Las Vegas Raiders. Is Michael Mayer being undervalued as a sleeper tight end? That's our question of the day here with that position. Now, I think the answer has to be yes. Here's why. You look at Foster Moreau and Darren Waller last year. By the way, Darren Waller didn't play a lot of games for the Raiders. He had a lot more injuries here. He was getting a little bit older. Eventually got traded to the Giants in the offseason. He finished on average as tight end 10 in that point PPR, even with all that time missed with some numbers there. He still averaged some tight end one value in the back half, not what we've seen in previous years where Darren Wall was right up there, not too far away from Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews, but still significant. And Foster Morrow had some really good value as well before he resurfaced with the Saints. So they had clean house uh, pretty much at tight end here. You look at the combination of Waller and Morrow last year, 87 targets, 61 catches, 808 yards, and five TDs. Now, we're not saying one tight end is going to take all that, but Austin Hooper is the alternative. And really, you have Austin Hooper and O.J. Howard in the mix. Do you feel those are real threats to Michael Mayer, who could have been a first-round pick, went as a second-round pick, has some Rob Gronkowski-type qualities for Josh McDaniels' offense? Well, the rankings right now have Michael Mayer 32, tight end 32, Austin Hooper at tight end 34. And we said this can be an integral part of what they do, and Garoppolo likes to to George Kittle. McDaniels is used to having Gronk. The tight end is going to be important. Work in the middle of the field. Myers is a big slot. The intermediate of Mayer. Now, Mayer is not a dominant athlete, but he's a short area guy, can dominate in the red zone, have a lot of looks there. So that 808 and 5 on 81 catches, that's what's available here. Pretty much vacated tight end production for the having on top of what, what else you got there from that position. So O.J. Howard is pretty much a blocker, so he's out of the mix. Austin Hooper has a history, but he's old. He's bounced around now to multiple teams. There are some upsides. Really has a chance to battle Hooper and have a key role here. So let's watch that battle and training camp very carefully here with the Raiders tight end. I, I you know it usually takes a year, look at year two for those tight ends to emerge, but Dalton Kincaid uh, might have a tougher time there with Dawson Knox and Buffalo, again, even as a hybrid receiver type. They're trying to work in, but Mayer has a more direct path to seeing uh, prominent snaps and targets there at tight end. So something to look at, I just think it's a little bit undervalued for a team that is well-documented to throw to the tight end. A quarterback is going to do that. A offense coordinator is going to do that. So all those things line up to say, I really like Michael Mayer as a value for the Raiders. We'll see if he can get on the field sooner rather than later. But again, Hooper shouldn't be that difficult to displace. We already have some confidence, right? Putting Mayer a little bit ahead of Hooper. I just wouldn't sleep on this being a zero here, given those vacated uh, production numbers there from Waller and Morrow last year. So, yeah, I'm going to definitely look at Michael Mayer, targeting him a lot. Should he beat out Hooper in camp, he's going to be a tight end, too, on a lot of my teams this year. And 
because he's in too good of a position here for the tight end production to ignore, especially with his talent. Even though the athleticism is not great, you get the arms and the reliability, catching passes, hands, and uh, routes, and uh, finishing in the red zone are going to be his key to value as a rookie in fantasy. There you have it. There's a breakdown of the Las Vegas Raiders for you. And uh, there are three key questions for fantasy football ahead of their training camp opening in full swing here in 2023. That means we'll look at the Los Angeles Chargers to wrap up the series. Hard to believe we're at the end, but if you missed any of the shows there, we have the 30 up. We got this one with the Raiders and the Chargers coming up. So comprehensive look at all 32 teams taking a deep dive with the numbers and uh, potential production here. There. So check it out. We'll have a lot more with the players and the rankings and news and updates next week. Uh, we will have a way for you to dominate your draft when it comes time to that. So just uh, stick with us here on Lockdown Fantasy Football. Subscribe and follow for free wherever you get your podcasts. Part of Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day, your fantasy football team every day as well. For Lockdown Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Have a great day, and we'll catch you to close our look at the key questions with the Los Angeles Chargers.